My name is Klaatu, and uh, today I'm going to talk about how to make the perfect cappuccino. This is my second episode on coffee, and the first one was about roasting beans and things like that. This time, I'm taking it a step further, and we're actually going to make a really, really good cappuccino. So first of all, there are a couple of things that you're going to need before we get started, and one is going to be a cappuccino maker. So briefly on how to find a good cappuccino maker. Go to your local department store uh, and look in the coffee department, uh, the, the appliances, you know, look around at the cappuccino makers. Things to look out for, number one, is simplicity. Simple is good. There's, it's not that complex to make a, a cappuccino. You just need you need something to produce steam and some way to get that steam through ground coffee or into into a cup of milk so that you can then steam the milk. If you are getting if if the cappuccino maker has much more than that, then you're probably getting something that is overly complex and probably overpriced. So just watch out for that. It doesn't need to be this huge monstrous beast. It can be a fairly small thing. Like I say, it just needs those two components and it's pretty much good to go. I have. Uh, one that was given to me. It happens to be a Mr. Coffee, so it's nothing fancy, and it's pretty good for what it is. Uh, it, it was probably pretty cheap, I imagine. There are a couple of downsides to it, so these are things to look out for. Um, when you're steaming milk, I like to have a lot of control over the steam. This unit that I have right here is just basically it's on and off switch, and you don't really have a whole lot of control over the steam. It, it also, it's also the coordination is a little bit difficult for this switch because if you move the switch one way, then it goes steaming milk. If you move it in another way it goes through the coffee and so far there have been a couple of times where I'm steaming milk and, and I want to turn the steam off for a moment uh, and I accidentally switch it too far and it goes it starts making the coffee and that that kind of messes you up so watch out for that there's also on this unit a little drip catcher so that if you know coffee or some water drips it goes into this little tray which you'd think seems like a good idea but Unfortunately, this tray is so cheap and so badly put together that when you go to empty it, all the stuff that's in the tray starts dripping out before you even get over to the sink. So so watch out for something that's too cheap, I guess, but don't go for anything overly complex. So there you go. That's a cappuccino machine. The cappuccino machine itself has really two external components. There's the basket for the coffee, which is generally a small metal, looks like a, a metal dripper um, with a handle, and then a small metal filter that goes into that. You don't have to buy coffee filters for these things. You just put the coffee straight into this metal filter and place it into the coffee machine, into the cappuccino machine. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. And then there's the coffee, the actual coffee pot itself, which generally goes up to about four cups, so that would be four shots of espresso. They generally are numbered two and four. So I usually make double-shot cappuccinos for me and usually a friend, so it's I'm, I'm usually always using it uh, for four cups, and I figure if I'm going to go to the trouble of making a cappuccino, I might as well make a lot. So there's the cappuccino machine. Uh, what what you're also going to need is some good coffee. Uh, just like I said in my first coffee episode, I think is that the the, the quality of your cup is going to is going to depend on the quality of your coffee that you've used to produce a cup of coffee. Starbucks coffee is to be avoided. Um, they generally speaking sell well to me over overly roasted. Uh, 
coffees. Um, they're usually really not very good just as a drip cup, much less when you pack it into a cappuccino machine and force steam through it. It just produces an unpleasant uh, cup of coffee. Uh, especially avoid, in my opinion, again, the quote-unquote espresso roasts. These are just really, really dark roasted coffees designed, as far as I can tell, they're designed to taste more like espresso through a regular dripper. Um, they're not, you know, if you're making an espresso, you do not need an espresso roast bean. Just get some good coffee that you like. That way you can make it as a good drip cup or you can make it, you know, a good um, a good cappuccino. It will taste great as an espresso. It does not need to be especially roasted in some particular way. These are all my opinions, and if you're just really, really into really crazy, dark, burnt coffee, go for it. But um, brands that I that I will sometimes... Well, let me look in the freezer here. I've got, um, I've got one called Blue Grove Collection. I've got one called uh, Magnum Exotics. I've got Gavalia, and that's about it. Kona is what I've been into a lot lately. So if you look out for Kona, that will that will make a really good cup of coffee. Now, again, having said that, Kona blend from your local grocery store is probably not going to be that good. You're probably going to seek out a, a good quality Kona blend because, you know, your local grocery store, those containers that they've got where you can kind of dump out your own beans that have been sitting there for, like, six months and you grind them up and you feel all professional and like an exotic coffee aficionado those typically um are just not going to taste very good they're they're usually blended with a really low quality coffee so uh find a good coffee uh to get started on the cappuccino itself we need to first we, we should first steam the milk i do this first simply because um that way you can do that and you can be cleaning it while the machine is depressurizing and then uh you can continue to the next step which is making the coffee um, it doesn't really technically matter you could make the coffee first and set that aside and then do your steamed milk i've done it both ways it's just lately i've been doing the milk first so the thing you need to do for that is to get two cups or, or however many cappuccinos you're making and get out some milk and some half and half uh you need half and half here you can you can try to use two percent milk or something like that but it's not gonna it's not gonna froth correctly i think you'll find uh, half and half has the right amount of fat and cream or whatever to really froth correctly so what i do is usually use a mixture of two percent and half and half because the uh, half and half is just too expensive for me to get and use just half and half i, I drink enough coffee and cappuccino to make that really an expensive venture so i what i try to do is i'll use two percent plus some of my friends don't really like to have just pure half and half with all their drinks so i'll use um about maybe three to one mixture of half and half to uh two percent milk and the amounts that you put into it the amount of milk that you put into the cup obviously just depends on how far you want to stretch the cappuccino the actual coffee how creamy you want the cappuccino versus how um how coffee like or how espresso like obviously if you have a lot of milk a lot of cream and stuff, then it's going to be a creamier cappuccino. If you have less milk and more coffee, it's going to be more like an espresso with frothed milk on top. So it's really up to you as to which one you prefer. And if you don't know which you prefer, you'll just have to do it both ways and experiment and find out what you like best. So I usually do, let's just say a three to one mixture. So I like three tablespoons of 2% milk and then one tablespoon of half and half. And now we've got uh, four tablespoons of milk. And um, we need to put the water to, that we'll use for the steam in the cappuccino machine. And for that, there's usually some kind of indication on the cappuccino machine as to how much milk you should put in if you're just steaming milk. Uh, you can also, on some cappuccino machines, they'll have you dump everything in all at once, and you just kind of have to steam your milk and kind of 
when that's finished, then you switch it over to the coffee making portion and it redirects the steam to your coffee. So it just depends on what your coffee maker does. This one is fairly dedicated to there's the steam part and there's the coffee part and I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess I could I could do it all at once, but I, I prefer to do them separately. So I'm going to put about um, probably another uh, about four tablespoons of uh, of water into the cappuccino machine and turn it on to steam. Okay, so now it's going to build up, you know, it's got to boil the water and start it steaming, which is a pretty quick process. And once it's, uh, once it's, once the steam is flowing, we start steaming the milk. And this is actually the hardest part of making a cappuccino. Getting the milk just right, getting it to froth correctly, getting it just so, that's the hard part. And there is a secret to this that you will now learn from me. Essentially, the idea is to get the milk, the body of the milk, you want to raise the temperature of that. A lot of people think that in order to froth it, uh, you just need to start at the top and kind of barely submerge the milk uh, under the steam nozzle so that the steam just kind of causes the, the milk to froth. And that will cause bubbles, but that's it's not going to cause a proper froth. So what you need to do is fully submerge the steam nozzle in the milk. So really push that milk, the, the cup with milk, uh, the cups with the milk one at a time, obviously, up so that the nozzle is almost touching the bottom of the mug, which is one reason you're not going to be able to use very tall mugs for this. You want, to, I mean, depending on your cappuccino machine, but usually they don't really allow for very tall mugs. A lot of times the shorter the mug, the better. So you're going to want to submerge that nozzle as much as possible and really start just heating the base of the milk, just the from the bottom up, basically. Keep it moving. You want to get all that milk, just the, the whole temperature you want to get up there. And you'll actually feel it through the mug. If you've got just a normal ceramic mug, you'll feel the heat once it starts, once the milk starts getting really hot. You'll feel that in at the base of the mug if you put your hand on it carefully because it is hot. And then as, as once you feel it getting hot, then you can lower the mug so that the nozzle, the steam nozzle, goes towards the surface of the milk. And you want that nozzle right underneath the surface of the milk. You don't want it to go above the surface or else it'll spray milk everywhere. You want it right below the surface. And and the sound, the pitch of the steam will change and you'll, you'll really kind of get a feel for this after you practice enough. But you want it just underneath the surface of the milk so that that starts actually boiling and causing it to, you know, you, it causes a skin to form over the milk. But instead of, uh, like when you boil milk on the on the stove, the skin just kind of the skin just kind of forms over the surface, right? But since we're doing it with forced steam, it's causing the milk to bubble and causing it to skin at the same time, and so that creates the froth. This is something that's obviously going to happen after practice. You're going to need to get the technique down eventually, but that's how you start. You start by heating up the body of the milk and then raising the nozzle so that it's just underneath the surface of the milk and You'll, you'll get the feel of it. It's, it's a combination of the feel and the sound, and you'll feel the, the milk starting to boil, and you'll see the and you'll hear the the froth start to form. And just keep that nozzle right underneath the uh, the surface of the milk, and you'll get it. And then I keep moving it around after that too, just to kind of really let that milk get hot and and just keep it keep the temperature up and keep it frothing. And once it's once it's hot enough, it will almost start to froth itself. You'll still have to get it under the surface of the milk, but, but it, it, it does it pretty easily once the, the whole of the milk is hot. Most people's mistake is that they don't get the body of the milk hot enough before they start to trying to form a froth. So that's how you do that. Keep in mind, too, that this is steam, and if you've never been burned by steam, you've never been burned. There's nothing quite like a steam burn. So be very careful. Do not get near 
the forced steam out of this nozzle. It will hurt if you get burned by it. Once all your milk is frothed, and you'll need to do this as many times as you have, you know, as many cappuccinos you're making, um, once that's finished, you can then depressurize the machine. All told, usually it takes about 90 seconds to steam one cup of milk. That's just what I've kind of found, rough estimate. It, it generally takes about 90 seconds. Could be more, could be less, depending on how much milk you've got and the size, you know, the, the different proportions of your mug and things like that. But that's generally what it takes me, is 90 seconds per cup. And you'd be amazed at how far the, the water that you filled into the cappuccino machine lasts. Um, just four tablespoons or so will will steam two or three cups of milk very very well. Now, when you take the steam when you take the milk out of the steam, make sure that the steam is off because otherwise, again, it will splatter milk everywhere because it's just air being forced onto a surface of of liquid. So turn that off first, take it off, and then do the next cup. Once you're finished steaming it all, you want to make sure that you depressurize your cappuccino machine because if you don't, when you try to open the lid to pour more water in to make coffee, uh, you will met with all kinds of steam and perhaps a minor uh, explosion of some sort. So make sure that, that, is, that that's all depressurized. And the way to do that is to either just leave the steam running, and that's what I usually do for a little while, and then I, and then I clean off the nozzle because after you've steamed a couple of cups of milk, well, even one, some of that froth will, will stay on the nozzle. So you'll need to clean that off. So I just use a kitchen sponge and, and clean that off. I shouldn't really be cleaning it off while it's steaming, while it's depressurizing, but uh, because I'm experienced, I do that anyway. But I wouldn't do it if I were you, not not at first anyway. Once that's cleaned, then you can either keep letting it just blow off the steam, or if you want, as long as you don't have uh, any coffee in the gasket yet, you can redirect that steam through the coffee uh, portion. Now that's going to be a lot of steam and, and some hot water and stuff like that, so you really need to be careful when you do that. Either have a good good mechanism for catching all that, like a kitchen towel or uh, some kind of container, or just don't do it. Just let it steam off through the nozzle, through the milk steam, the, the milk steamer. Either way, once it's depressurized, then it's safe to open the coffee machine. So you can open that up. First, we'll, we'll fill this gasket up with coffee, and uh, we'll fill up the coffee pot with water. I'm going to do the full four cups so I can get two cups of uh, two cups of two-shot cappuccinos with this, and pour the water in the cappuccino maker. Make sure that the coffee is uh, twisted in tight. Usually, it's a matter of putting the coffee holder into the machine and then twisting it to the right. So it's just like a give it a good give it a good turn to wherever it tells you to stop. Um, just do it all the way to the end. And that's obviously, I mean, like I said, this is a pressure system, so you need to make sure that ever, all the parts are secure. You know, you want to screw the top back on the, the co coffee maker securely. You want to screw the, make sure that the, the coffee container is completely in, in, its, in its little place. So once you start building up this pressure in, in, the, in the machine, uh, things don't pop off or fly out and go everywhere and burn you and make a big mess. So then you turn on the coffee machine and you wait. And what it'll do, it'll boil all that water and it will force steam through the coffee beans now. And this is what makes a really, really concentrated, uh, sort of pure essence of coffee espresso. And you'll kind of know when it's finished. I mean, it kind of depressurizes itself at this point because you're just letting it run till it's finished. But sometimes I'll, I'll turn the knob just to make sure all the pressure's out and redirect the steam through the nozzle just to make sure it's really, really depressurized. And once it's depressurized, then you can take the coffee pot, 
pour half into one cup. And be sure you, you want to pour in a straight stream. You don't want to pour all around or else you'll dissolve all your froth. So just one steady small stream and then into the next cup. And then for presentation purposes, because we all know that everything tastes better when it's presented uh, properly and, and nicely, I take a knife, uh, just a butter knife or a spoon or whatever, and I kind of give the, the froth a, a twirl around because now there's this coffee stain in the froth that we don't want to really be very obvious. So just kind of give it a nice swirl, maybe make a Debian logo in the top of the froth, you know, whatever you want to do. And then um, if you want to garnish it, which I usually like to do because it, it does look nice that way. Um, generally speaking, I'll put like maybe some some powdered uh, cinnamon, ground cinnamon on there, just for looks really. Uh, or if you have flakes of chocolate, or if you even have a chocolate bar hanging around somewhere, or a chocolate chip even, just get grab a kitchen knife and you can kind of um, kind of scrape off little shards of chocolate. Don't make them too heavy because then they'll sink to the bottom of the cup. So just kind of just kind of shave. It's just chocolate shavings is all you need. Or if you want to do the whole sprinkle thing, you know, if it's Easter and you want to do something extra colorful, you could get those cake sprinkles and sprinkle that on top. You know, whatever you think the person you're serving this to is going to appreciate most. I generally stick with ground cinnamon or chocolate because those are tasty and uh, more or less natural, so that's what I use. Uh, and that's it, now you're finished. Um, one thing you'll want to do before you really sit down to enjoy it, probably, because it'll stay hot for a while, is clean out the, uh, you want to clean the grounds out of the coffee basket, which is pretty tight in there right now, there, okay. Um, and the way that I do that is you hold it over a trash can and you use that same butter knife or, or spoon that you just twirled the um, froth with to dig out the coffee because it's going to be really, really packed in there tight. You'd be amazed at how tight it gets packed in there after all that steam is forced through it. And then just rinse out the coffee pot itself. And that's about it. That's how to make a really, really good cappuccino and impress your friends. And once you've started making really good cappuccinos, you will you will not want to have cappuccino elsewhere. You will be amazed at how how unappealing and a cappuccino now from you know from starbucks or from your local cafe will will seem because once you get good at it you can make a mean cappuccino for yourself exactly how you want it so it's uh it's really really good so um give it a shot try it out thank you for listening to hack republic radio hpr is sponsored by caro.net so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.